0: It's tipping the scales. I'm LaShayla Shea Dawson. I'm Tania T Rivers. What's up? Tippers? Tippers. Live. Live episodes in person. Hey. Hey. Yeah, y'all can talk back for sure.
1: Hey!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like, no fear here.
1: So Atlanta is in the house, huh? ATL? ATL? I'm a Philly girl, but I'm starting to get grounded. A little ATL roots. I love it here. I love the culture. It's so diverse. And I love it because. For me, like growing up in Philly, it was like just pockets of, almost like you didn't really see a lot of people of color like in the affluent neighborhoods. Yeah, and I like Atlanta because it's a mixed bag of everything. Like I like to see how you know there are very successful um, people of color here, and it just makes me excited because it wasn't something that I grew up seeing. So yeah, I love it here in at Atlanta. Maybe I should give me a little Atlanta crib, huh?
0: Yeah, you should definitely
1: come visit me. Come on, move down.
0: (laughs) Man, but today is super special. Um, Actually, this is T. Okay, so just so you guys know, when we do our topics, T comes up with the topics. I'm the creative one. I'm doing the social, I'm doing the posting, I'm doing the like social media is
1: not my jam. And T
0: is the deep thinker. She's super deep and she comes up with most of the topics, most all the topics. I mean, I maybe have one sprinkle here and there, but this topic, men should talk, is very dear to her heart yeah um t t lost a brother um he died by suicide and so this is why this topic is very important because men are taught to hold things inside um and our special guests tj smith and josh powell my amazing friends i have deep conversations with them all the time but it's literally via text or it's it's behind closed doors right and it's not talked about publicly And so T, um, this is a very special topic close to her heart, and I'll let her give a little background on that, but this is why we chose this group of people, Marcus Hardin, also Jeron Smith, also very deep individuals that we have side conversations with just about life, about individuals, about emotions, about relationships, everything under the sun. And we're gonna bring this conversation to the forefront to kind of talk about why that is the case, why men don't talk, why men don't talk to each other, why we don't talk to each other as women, as men, um, yeah, yeah,
1: I think too, what's important is that this is kind of start of a series. Like this is something we want to take on the road. Uh, we're going to bring it to Philadelphia next then to LA. But the reason why I came up with this topic, as Shay mentioned, I lost a brother very young, um, due to suicide. And it was something that was just earth shattering for me. You know, I had two brothers and now I have one, they were two years apart. My brother's 33 now, so my brother Isaiah, who's no longer here, would have been 35 this year, and it's been 10 years since he's been gone. So to lose him so young was devastating for me, and I remember seeing him kind of struggling. And this is something, too, that happens in a Black community where it's not as common For Black families to go seek mental health and and go see a therapist. And I remember having that conversation with my mom, like, hey, I think he needs to see someone because I can see him deteriorating. And it was, you know, I could see the depression when it started. And at some point, it just got out of control. And I specifically remember speaking with him and I said, "Hey, like we need to get you therapy" and he was just totally against it. Mm-hmm. Struggled and it was a series of him being in and out of hospitals and it was it was just a tough journey. And if it was one thing I could change, I wish that we would have started having those conversations and you know, we grew up, you know, very tough times. You know, I grew up In the tough part of Philly, and my parents worked night and day. And then my dad uh, was caught up in the crack epidemic where he was gone on drugs, on crack for a long period of time. So, as my mom struggling working two jobs and me staying home, taking care of the boys, and it wasn't something that we just did. We did not talk about our feelings, we didn't talk about anything. And I said to Shay, I said, you know, We need to have a platform where we can talk to men, allow them to be vulnerable, because I don't know, sometimes it's society allows them to be vulnerable. We have these stigmas that comes along with men and what we expect them to be, but they're human beings and they have real feelings. And I want to start this series where we can allow men to talk, give them the platform to share some of the things that they may not share on a regular basis. So really excited to kick this off and thank the two of you uh, for one, being vulnerable, because I know that's something that maybe doesn't happen naturally. So, but we really appreciate, appreciate the two of you being here with us tonight.
0: Thank you. And I just wanna start by having you guys introduce yourselves. TJ, just give a little background, where you're from, how we know each other. And um, yeah, just give a little background. Then Josh, also the same, although you don't have much introduction yeah
2: go first um hello everyone uh my shay just said my name is tj smith um first question you said i'm from um lawrenceville georgia um on the north side of atlanta um, the north
0: is that what they call ab- absolute. it <laughs> absolutely Shout out absolutely to the north.
2: um uh oldest 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 kid in my family of three uh, former college quarterback um grew up in a um well, I don't want to dive into. I think I just want to go. Do, to later, do, but, uh, do do what you uh, do. Do what you do. I Grew up in do, a very do. loving home, yes. um, so some of these topics um, aren't unfamiliar to me because I, I we we had outlets growing up. So That's I awesome. don't think uh, tremendously thankful for so my upbringing and my and my family. So yeah, yeah, they do exist. Yes, um, uh, Shay is a great friend of mine that we uh, met through a um, a mutual friend um, in the basketball realm. Um, uh, one of my uh. One of my former close friends, a former NBA player, we, uh, we shared a friend, um, yeah. and we, we met, formed our own relationship, and, uh, and it's, it's been history ever since. Awesome.
0: Love it. And Josh,
2: please
3: introduce yourself. Josh
0: Powell, two-time <laughs> NBA champion.
3: And, uh, um, <laughs> uh, before I get into anything, I just want to say thank you to Heavenly Father and Mother for this opportunity to be here. Amen.
1: Um, man.
3: My name is Josh Powell. I'm from the south side of Atlanta, grew up in <laughs> College Park slash Riverdale. Um, I grew up in dysfunction. Mm-hmm. That's my norm. And uh, But I have an amazing mother who did her best. My grandparents did their best. Um, and I went on to uh, NC State, in which uh, played two years, went on to pursue my dreams, playing professional for 20. And um, I now work for the National Basketball Players Association. Uh, I know Shay through my old lady. That's the connect. (laughs) Uh, And, um, you know, I'm just in this phase of my life. I just turned 40 a week ago, but I'm on a mission to serve. So any and everything that I want to do is just purpose-filled, purpose-driven. And I just want to be able to give back, you know what I mean? And show love and bridge the gap and bring people together. Yeah. So thank and you And what what's the your opportunity. old lady's
1: name? Because I got to give her a shout out because.
3: Lita. Litav. Litav.
1: So shout out to Litav because I saw her. She looks super cute. <laughs> Moms need love too.
2: Yeah. yeah. And yeah. before you guys move on, I know Josh just shouted out his school. I would be remiss if I did not shout out the illustrious Clark Atlanta <laughs> University. <laughs> <laughs> I, I apologize.
0: True, true ATLNs on the stage. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think you should kick it off because I just think that this topic is something that you've been kind of literally cultivating since we got here. So yeah. you kick it off.
1: Yeah, I, I think one of the first questions I have uh, is. I'm not used to what I'm seeing in my, what I've seen in my whole household was men having being afraid of anything or any fears. Like, I just wonder, and that's why my my first question is to the two of you, is do you have any fears? And if you do, Mm -hmm. what are they? And how do you overcome those fears? I really said one, but it's like three. I do that all the time. It's because I'm in HR. I, mean, I interview, so I was like, "Do you have her? So, do you have any fears? If you do, what are they, and what do you do to overcome them?
2: Well, since you asked a two for question, I have a two for answer. Oh, for I your love that. TJ, question. You know? um, growing up, I would say one of my biggest fears, growing up and as you know, matriculating through my youth, was to disappoint my parents.
0: Yeah.
2: I knew how hard. Um, they work to provide and uh, set set solid examples and keep solid people around me. So, um, going through my everyday day to day school, athletics, or whatever the case may be, just you know in in the, in the neighborhood or out in public, I was terrified to disappoint my parents. Yeah, that 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 word. That D word, disappointment, was, and I've heard it maybe once or twice, you know, just, you know, you mess up from time to time or whatever. But um, I was a kid that didn't get in trouble a lot because I took heed to what was told to me. Girl, you know, I was, I didn't have to, somebody told me the stove was hot. I didn't have to go touch the stove to find out. To I know listened. That, yeah. Or I learned from uh, maybe a sibling getting in trouble or a friend. I learned from other people's um mistakes and failures and things of that nature. So I will say that growing up, my my fear growing up as a child in my youth was I did not want to disappoint my parents. Um, now in my adult life, I mm-hmm. would say one of my biggest fears is um, having children of my own, not wanting to let them down, um, mm-hmm. wanting to be the example um, that I know that I'm capable of being, um, to lay that foundation for my children to be able to follow in my footsteps. Do for you us.
1: have any children? I have
2: two.
0: Awesome. My, uh,
2: have a, I have a two-year-old that will be three tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow my uh, my son, shout out the third. Third will turn three tomorrow. And then I have a baby girl named Teagan who uh, just turned one in November. Okay, so, so I
1: think your wife deserves a shout out too for all the hard work shout she did. <laughs>
0: okay, let's give her her
2: love. <laughs> shout out to my wife, Federica Smith. I love you, baby. Wish okay. she could have been here tonight.
0: <laughs> and I love them too because they let us borrow their kids. Me and Nafis, we borrow their kids. Awesome.
1: So. Okay, so... You do have fears. And yes. And and how do you like what do you do to balance those fears? Like, especially just in terms of being a father is very difficult and there's a lot of expectations. I would say I would say
2: staying grounded and rooted in my faith. Um, Mm -hmm. I have strong, strong, strong faith. I'm I'm, I'm a Christian. so uh, staying, staying rooted in my faith and my beliefs and um, my upbringing. Like I said, my, my, my parents and my family and my I come from one of the best villages that you can imagine. Um, Love
0: uh, that. A,
2: million, uh, a million play aunties and uncles. I have real, <laughs> my, my real aunties and uncles are the best of all time. And then I have a plethora of play aunties and uncles like we do in our community or whatever. So I, um, staying rooted in my morals that, 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 and my upbringing. Um, that I think that keeps me on the right path to, to, to obtain those goals. Great.
1: Appreciate that. Thank you for your willingness Blessings, to be King. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> All right. Josh, All right so what fears do you have? If I, any? Don't,
3: I don't necessarily say it would be a fear, mm-hmm. but as a kid, my thing was always not being seen. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's some, that's, that led into adult life because no matter what effort you give, no matter how hard you can go, no matter what good you can do, a lot of people can just overlook you. And it's like, you're not even there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think another thing that, again, is not a fear, but for me is that I hope I don't get too tired to the point where I don't want to get back up. Mm-hmm. I'm used to Try falling. To
1: unpack that a little
3: bit. I'm used to falling and failing. I'm used you know, to bumping my head, but I've been having to deal with so many things, a lot of things that I haven't still to this day processed or impact, yeah, um, but I don't want to get to that point where I'm too tired, and then that results in something else. you understand what I'm saying? Yes, yeah, so I go through even still today, you know, I do my work though, but I, I have a therapist, um, I do my praying, my writing, awesome. I do my being present and being still, I go for my walks, I listen to my music, you know, I make sure at least once or twice a day I do something for myself. Yeah. but i still go through my ups and downs and you know a lot of times things aren't easy and then i and i am tired but i got a lot of fight in me like i ain't mm-hmm. never been no quitter okay. so i don't want to get to that point where the fight is too extreme or heavy where i just say i don't want to get back up mm-hmm.
1: and what keeps you motivated like what's that drive i heard you say about so i know just being a man of faith that prayer is real and i'm sure that That's the glue that holds you together. But what drives you to keep going when sometimes you may want to, you know, when you're tired, like what keeps you motivated to keep plugging along?
3: Because I know I'm not the only one Mm -hmm. and somebody got to be the example. Mm -hmm. And I just want to make sure, you know what I mean? As a man, you know, I'm able to uplift, you know, people that look like me, other brothers that look like me you know, just human beings in general, or maybe it could be a woman that could be going through it. You know, my mother went through things, but she kept fighting too. So nobody's exempt from experiencing any type of mental health, you know, ups and downs or emotional ups and downs, because we, we go through life daily. You know, I think that that's one thing that COVID has shown us, right? It brought out a lot of the ugly in a lot of us, you know, it showed us you know, the person that we're looking at, the things that we have to deal with and how we have to grow. And I just want to hopefully be an example by saying, man, we got to keep moving in love and light and just keep going. Mm -hmm. You know, I do have a family. I do have kids. I have loved ones and things like that. But I got to make sure I'm doing what I'm doing for me, first and foremost. Mm -hmm. That's the most important person. I feel like a lot of times we forget about that person. We're so busy being in character and we know how to function and dysfunction. We know how to just keep moving that we just keep pushing. And that's, that's the thing that sports taught me, which is like the gift and the curse. Because you can get 20, you can get 25, 30, and everybody like, man, that, he good. Ain't nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot of athletes. It's a lot of entertainers. It's a lot of teachers. It's a lot of people that are going through life and experiencing things. But because on the outside, they look like everything 100, people just you know bypass them and they just keep it pushing.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: It's so true. Mm-hmm. T, I don't know if you noticed, but I changed my hair three times this week. I did a bun. I did a half up, half down messy ponytail situation. And then I had my hair fully down with the hat. So cute. I'm just like, oh my God. And I literally changed my pair of eyewear toppers to match every single hairstyle. I don't even care. Because... The reason why I love pair eyewear is because I can change my style every second if I want. I've never been able to do that with glasses. And for me, I love different looks because it keeps people on their toes. Okay, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) And it's just like when it comes to the shade Austin experience, I have to keep things fresh and fun because I get bored easily. And my thing is, why stick to the same pair of glasses when I can invest in affordable frames, base frames for 60 bucks, and just add new magnet toppers to the rotation when I want starting just at 25 bucks. It just makes sense. And I get so happy when I look at our content. I see my photos every week. So tippers, if you're like me and you want to keep things fresh, I'm going to need y'all to go to Pair Eyewear. That's pair dot com slash tipping for your 15% off your first pair. And then tag me on our Tipping the Scales podcast IG so we can repost you. And if you need another reason to support us, our show, our causes, pair Iwer will donate a pair of glasses to a child in need every pair you buy. So that's it. That's all. <laughs> so I, I kind of want to go back to childhood and how we get to where we're at, right? What are some of your early memories of the things that you remember when you're like, as a, as a boy, that you had to like choke that shit up? Like when they say, stop crying. Or like, get up right and you internalize those things like do you remember some of those moments like are there some of those moments when you're like I can't show my emotion I can't show how I'm feeling at the time
2: yes and I think that's just in our in our community as a whole um African Americans and then males specifically yeah um not so much for my childhood because um we were allowed to, you know, I, I didn't do too much crime, but we were allowed to, but you know, you can't soak in that hey, get get it out and go on about your business, you yeah. know. What I mean, you just you can't just just let it you know harbor and fester or whatever like that, or you, you can't let it drag out your whole day or the whole week. Um, but definitely um even from a discipline standpoint, if you if you messed up, you get your whooping, you cry, all right, you know, that's enough, you know, tighten up like you just said, or right. uh just just your your traditional day-to-day struggles as a kid. I know it's not that many or whatever, but they um absolutely. But again, my upbringing allowed me to, I was a, you know, able to express ourselves for the most part, but uh and it was a cap on it. <laughs> like don't 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 let it don't play out. Don't drag it out. Yeah, don't drag right. it out for too long. Yeah, right. Well <laughs> you?
3: God bless, <your> brother.
2: Bro.
3: <laughs> um I think that a, a lot of times for me, with an exception of like my grandparents, but because I, I bounced around a lot early, and like my mom had mm-hmm. to like give me up because she had to get herself together, like she had to get you know her life in order. Yeah. Um, but when I lived with my grandparents, it was like more of that militant. Like I I was working at eight mm-hmm. nine years old. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, pull your pants up. Don't listen to that type of music, type mm-hmm. of thing. Um, but when I got back with my mom and she was re- remarried and, uh, having stepbrothers, the voice was silenced because, what do you mean? so like, if I wanted to say something, I was threatened. Mm. You know, I got picked on, they took my stuff. It was like all of that, but it was like, you better not. So it was like either the physical threats or the mental and emotional play where it's like, you can't come around us and you can't kick it with us. Okay. So then, my voice was eventually
0: silenced. So you needed to be accepted in order to be able. Well, you had to silence yourself in order to be accepted.
3: But it wasn't even the exception thing that I was looking for. I really didn't know what type of time they was on. Yeah. So then, then it went from that to I got pushed to a point Hmm. that it could have ended up bad because. I grabbed my mama's weapon oh. and I put it to my stepbrother's head and pulled the trigger. Oh wow. And luckily it wasn't fully loaded. She had a um a revolver and luckily it wasn't fully loaded.
1: How old were you?
3: Ten. Yeah. Wow. And I remember that like it was like it was yesterday because for me, I do have like I can have a temper when I'm pushed.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah
3: like cuz again like you get to that point where you so tired like bro chill yeah and then people feel like you can't be on that type of time but i can definitely be on that type of time yeah but yeah. i but i've been doing so much work you know what i mean yes. stay yeah. away from that and be out the way but growing up for me, like that's what that was and then i found Survival. sports yeah sports Survival was, mode. sports definitely saved me for sure yep. yeah yeah <laughs>
1: yeah tj what do you feel your role is as a man and as a father. What is your role?
2: To keep it short and brief. Um, to lead and provide. To mm-hmm. to set to to set a, an example. Um,
3: Can you do me a favor, man? Don't keep it short and brief. <laughs> <laughs> I need I need. Cause this the platform for that. I yeah. need yeah. you to go to, ahead yeah. and give us
2: that. To to lead and provide. Uh, like I said, to, to lead by example by one in my, in my day-to-day walks. Um, everybody makes mistakes and, you know, falls short of God's glory or whatever, but um, being able to, to acknowledge that, um, not being self-righteous, that like to, to feel as though I'm never wrong or, you know, every, everything I am doing um, is right. Uh, being open to learning, continue, you know, you're never too, too old or too young to learn. Um, and then, like I said, leaning on leaning on others who are living that same life that you're living it and living it the right way to help you continue to shape and mold yourself. But to to go back as far as saying keeping it short, uh, I would just say to to lead to lead by example.
1: To lead and provide. For,
2: to lead and provide. Yeah.
1: Any different insights from you, Josh? Or what do you, what is your role as a father, as a man?
3: So so many ways to answer, but um, be loving, kind, nurturing. Mm. Men are nurturers, too.
1: Mm. I love what you said. Say that again. Say that
3: again. Men men are nurturers, too. Um, To be respectful, to be understanding, to be transparent, to be vulnerable, Mm. um, to apologize. Mm. You know, to admit your wrongs, take accountability. Uh,
1: Wife you writing all this down? Um, (laughs) Hold him accountable when he falls short?
3: um, Being responsible. Um, You know, being somebody that's real. And what I mean by that is not on no street stuff or anything like that. I think that showing yourself, a lot of us don't want to do. We want to protect that part and that piece of us. But sometimes when you open yourself up like that, you know, that's a place of power. And it's it's kind of like in a sense, I keep talking about this, like I've said this over and over again, but it's like eight mile, right? With Eminem and the last battle rap with that's Papa Dot. And it was like, mm-hmm. what else you going to say if I go ahead and expose myself mm-hmm. first and foremost? And it took everything like grabbing your story and not letting nobody else tell it is is a very beautiful and power pl- powerful place to be in. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm not trying to be perfect. Like I wanna, I wanna be able to just live my life and just grow, but I wanna be able to, to show throughout that process, the good, the bad, the ugly, the whatever, because I think that's real life. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. nothing that we endure is gonna be perfect. It's mm-hmm. not gonna go the way that we want. And, you know, a lot of times those bumps and bruises are the necessary lessons that elevate us into those blessings. So for me, you know, as long as I'm OK with the person that I look at, you know, I'm fine with that. I've gotten to that point. And at first I was trying to kill myself to prove to either someone I loved that I was dating that, hey, I'm this good guy. Prove to my kids, you know, I'm a good dad prove to my teammates something, prove, you know, whatever. And it's like, that's exhausting. Mm -hmm. And that comes from childhood. Yes. Mm -hmm. Not being seen, right? Mm -hmm. You always feel like you got to show something. You got to, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I had to get out of that. I had to get out of that fast, you know what I mean? Because that was leading me nowhere. And it was just more, it was so exhausting. Mm -hmm. The rejection, you Mm -hmm. know, and then you start having resentment. You start feeling some type of way because you're like, man, like, Y'all don't see me unpacking. Y'all don't see me showing up and trying to be the best that I could be, and you still dragging me through the mud. Right, and it's hard.
1: Very,
3: it's very hard. Yeah, very
1: good.
0: Ooh. This, this, is this is great. This is great. So, what do you need? What do you need from your family? What do you need from your spouses? What do you need from people in general? Like, how can we make you feel safe? How can we? start to normalize creating safe space what do men need do black men need what do people need what what do you need tj what do you need
2: genuine love um understanding
0: Mm
2: -hmm. um i think open dialogue is um, a great tool just sitting down and just being open and being transparent about everything just laying out all you know all your cars, all your dirty laundry, if you will, um, and just having those tough conversations that you that you may not want to have, but you need to have. Um, from from A through Z, you know, just a, a like I said, a plethora of different topics. But um, genuine love and understanding, it, it, I, I believe wholeheartedly, if you know you have that in a partner, um, family member, friend, it's easy to open up and, and to and to lay it out. And to um, to discuss those and, and and vice versa for them to do that for you to bounce that and then bounce those ideas yeah. and those conversations off. Um, I vividly remember conversation with you years ago, sitting in the Wind hotel lobby for hours, just open dialogue. Now that's might have been we might have had been friends for a year or two by that, But I mean, having open, genuine conversation, love life stuff, uh, just open transparency, you know, you manifested your wife in those moments.
0: I remember you telling me about a girl that you loved, your high
2: school sweetheart. That I, I worshiped the ground. She that you were,
0: on. And, and we were at a time, and we were at a time in our lives where we were gallivanting all over the world. Like we no, were- No, but
2: let them, let them know. I, I hear the aws in the crowd. I'm speaking on my wife to her at the time, but I wasn't fooling with my wife at the time. At so, all. She was not even, I didn't in, know her. She wasn't in the picture. and, I, and I didn't. Nothing. And if I can backtrack properly, I don't believe we were even in, Communication, really. You at weren't. Time. You weren't. But I was. You were. You. We were hanging out.
0: We were doing our thing. We were, yeah, 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 we're, yeah. That was the time. Right? That was the time for me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then we sat. We're talking on the bed, and he's like, "Man, there's this, this girl, this woman, I'm just in love with." And I'm like, well, "What's the problem? You know what? what are you doing? Like, he's just like, man, I'm trying to figure it out. Like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to understand where I am, who I am, what I want to do, how I can present myself to her." you know, because Frederica played at Notre Dame, you know, she's very successful. She won a national championship. You know, she played with Skylar Diggins. Like she, she was very, very successful. And TJ, we're trying to figure out who we were as professionals in the sports industry. Mm -hmm. And sometimes men feel like they have to have it all figured out before they say, you know, I want to marry this person. I want to be with her or just put themselves out there. And I felt like us being able to talk and me being, um, a trusted woman in your space. Like I was able to you know, you get the opposite right? Of sex. Right. Per, perspective. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, so when I got to your wedding, I was very emotional because yeah. I remember you manifesting
2: yeah. that. And likewise with you wanting, wanting somebody to, to hold you down a, a genuine solid man. And you got that now, and God you know, did. so you, we, we, God we, spoke, did. we, spoke. God that. did. Spoke, God spoke, did.
1: Spoke
0: God. Thank, Thank you. Dang. Shout out <laughs> to Peace. That's my guy. <laughs> And Josh is smiling. Um, what do you need, King? What do you need? I, you're so beautiful. You're so deep. You're so, we're watching you work on your healing. What do you need from me? What do you need from us? What do you need from people that you meet?
3: What um, do you need?
0: If you don't get asked that enough, what do you need?
3: <laughs> I think, uh, I think for, for all of us, and this is just my personal opinion, I feel that We need to have a spiritual connection. Absolutely. I think that's the start to where we're supposed to go and how we unpack the person that we're supposed to be. Okay. Um, I think that, and it's not necessarily me per se, because um, I think that's a part of me being where I'm at. Like, Mm -hmm. not necessarily a need for me just wanted to be in a position to serve because i think all of us everybody in this room we need grace mm. i feel like it's not enough grace that we show to each other i feel like so many times we're quick to judge quick to um you know want to be upset with someone quick to uh you know want to you know reject someone for some type of reason and and a lot of times we don't even say hey to one another. Um, we don't approach each other. We're not willing to work with each other or build with each other in a true, genuine way in space. And it takes things like this and what you all are doing. Unfortunately, it takes that type of situation to w- wanna create a space like this. But it, but it isn't just enough right to, cause here's the dangerous thing. We can say, let's give, let's give men this space. Right. and We'll do that publicly and then privately. We'll bash, we'll disrespect, we'll do certain things behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times most men don't see or can't pick up on that type of energy. But it's, it's things that are being put out there that can shame a man, make a man feel guilty, that can make him feel like he's not worth anything. You know what I mean? Like, my situation is, is very unique, right? Going off script a little bit. But, you know, I, I didn't plan it this way, but I have, you know, multiple kids by different women, right? And, again, I didn't script this thing like that. I mm-hmm. promise you, if I could have it a different way, I would. But that's not my story. Yep. And I can use my story to help somebody else to say, like, this right. ain't it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But because of that, right? there's this dynamic and again you know I want to salute my old lady because I know I know it's not it's not easy being that the energy that I face some of the things that I've done decisions that I've made um but I I can I can appreciate her for her positivity and for her being someone to uplift you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. because on a daily the the negativity and the text messages that I get and the phone calls that I receive, you know, it's just unnecessary. I'm, I'm not perfect. Don't, don't get me wrong, but I'm on my growth track. And I want to, I wish I can have the Kevin Hart type of co-parent, you know, or some of these other folks that, I think that's a, a person with money, like big, big money, that they can say, everybody cool. We all in Lambos and we chilling on the boat. Like, yeah. Like, I wish that...
1: I'm sorry. No a, other vagina coming with me on my trip. But,
3: my but No, that's real. But 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 in that. my situation, if you right? you vagina right,
1: at your house, I take mine. For
3: husband. my kids, this is what I'm I saying. But for the <laughs> kids, it's like, they need to see that. Yeah. They need to see me and their mother I want on, that. A, on a good spec. Because that's grown. That. Yeah, That's yeah. all I'm saying. It's grown. Yeah. Whether it's a trip, whether we go to the crib and have dinner, they come to ours, yeah. or whatever that looks like. I'm just saying it's grown. Yeah. Instead of it just being like... Got to go to the game. See? They on the home yeah. side. I'm on the yeah. away side by the fence. Yeah. Like,
1: no.
0: like, like, like me. man, like, yeah. and they right. like,
3: bro, you come over here. No, I'm straight. Yeah, I don't even, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, I just him. want to be here to support. But I say all that to say, like, it's so many things that we go through as men. So many things that, that you go through as women, right? Yeah, I'm not so. here. Even though this platform is for us to have a voice, we can't forget about it takes two.
2: Yes, like, right.
3: even this conversation, in a sense, is showing you how men and women are supposed to communicate with each other. That's the powerful part about this. Like, showing respect to somebody, eye contact, little things like that, listening, pausing, taking a break, like things that go on every day that we don't appreciate. Right. Because we have situations, there's a disagreement. First thing we want to do is me, me, me. I want to be heard. But that's not a true act of service. If we're trying to resolve a problem, it's us against that problem. It's not us against each other. And now it's things that have turned into being like a competitive thing. You know, I've watched other podcasts. I ain't going to name them, but questions that have been posed like, do men, like, aren't we a better species? Do we even need men? Oh, wow.
1: that's definitely need
3: you. and And that's people that look like us on this stage, no cap. Mm -hmm. And that's unfortunately where all of this is going. So it's great for us to have a platform, but it's also beautiful for us to show as men, as kings, how we respect our women, how we're supposed to address them. You know what I'm saying? How we're supposed to listen, because a lot of women, that's a complaint for them. Y'all don't listen. Right? Y'all are taught, talk, but it's like, y'all don't listen. But we have to show that too. That's yeah. a part of grace. Like this this stuff, I don't mean to be long-winded,
0: but <laughs> you know I what I mean? It, it could go I on. It. I yeah. think it's, it's necessary.
1: Yeah. Well, listen, I know, I uh, just want to thank you both, TJ and Josh, for being the first two men to speak to us on Ever. our Men Should Talk series on Tipping the Scales. We appreciate your vulnerability. We appreciate you just opening yourselves up and sharing it with our tippers. And tippers, like the conversation should not stop here continue to talk to men all around you, no matter if it's a significant other, a brother, your son, a nephew. We have to continue to have the dialogue that's necessary because at the end of the day, we're one community as humans supporting one another. So let's not let our journey of discovery and talking things out stop here. So thank you both for being on our pod today. And thank you, tippers, for following Tip in the Skills. Where we already get your podcast. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you.